Welcome back to your ultimate playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. <laughs> and we're here with a very special holiday episode. So we're only going to do side A and only side A, but we're each going to come in with two tracks each. Um, and so what we're covering today is uh, favorite holiday songs. So let's go ahead and drop that needle on side A. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and start this holiday special off. Um, the first song I picked uh, is, and so I like this song in any version it is, but I had to come up with one. So I came up with uh, Carol the Bells uh, by David Foster. Is that correct? I think I said Foster. Forster something. <laughs> So, uh, um, so Carol the Bells. So I did some minor research on it. It's um, from the turn of the century, so it's uh, 1914. It was uh, one of those songs where it was written by a Ukrainian composer, and then American half Ukrainian person put words to it. Uh, Carol the Bells is I don't know. It's such an epic song. I love it. Like in any rendition. Um, but, uh, you know, when you add electric guitar to it and put some synth behind it, it's just like a rocking Christmas song that uh, has some, you know, yes, it has some melancholy tones on it. But um, the big thing that I realized when I did some research is it's actually in three, four times, which is the other thing that makes it really unique that, that sits apart. That's not a normal 4-4 four, four beat. It's three, four times. So you're like, ah. So, um but yeah, so uh, runner-ups, I, I almost did uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra or Mannheim Steamroller. They both have a version of Carol of the Bells, but um, this one I, I like better. And, and to be honest, I always confuse Mannheim Steamroller and Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I always confuse those two bands. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, but uh, what did you guys think of uh, Carol of the Bells? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I thought no. it was actually pretty good, and, and it, that's what it made me think of was the other orchestras that had played that. And uh, I mean, I, yeah, I guess there is probably a difference, but to me, it was just just that that music brings me right to Christmas Eve. Uh, sometimes I I'm not really religious, but sometimes I like to go to churches with friends or family to to hear um, live music. I think it's always a really nice time and really peaceful. Um, and that kind of music is what that's that that's like one side of Christmas for me. And then there's like the party side and all the other stuff that comes with Christmas. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought that was a really good pick. Uh, definitely a classic, man. Yeah, classic for sure. Um, I'm more of a fan of the Manhattan Sea Roller. Uh, I think it was Rick Davis, Chris Davis, one of the two. Um, just it just had more of a you know electric feel to it, more of a. Um, electronic sense right other words so that's that's right on my alley it's like yeah this is christmas like 1988 like yeah with the laser beams and the, and the <laughs> deloreans and hold on so I'm, I'm i'm all with that but i've always loved you know the the bells i've always um i even think i did a couple remixes of it like um i think you heard one of them matter of fact uh tosh but yeah that's I definitely like this pick. This is a good pick. Good way to start off. Okay. 
So. Yeah, de- definitely a traditional, you know, Christmas song, and it's always been really good. Um, didn't really matter the the rendition. Usually, it's it's going to be. Uh, I'm I'm going to enjoy it. Um, I don't. I wasn't familiar with the artist per se. And gotcha. uh, one thing one thing I was wondering too have were there ever lyrics to that song? Yeah, there is. Okay, I can't yeah. remember. It's heart carver bells, sweet silver bells, skulls right. is the phrase. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, and and then I, I was surprised you didn't bring up because John Williams has a version they did for Home Alone. No, I was like, going to say Home Alone. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I re- did remember the Home Alone version. Yeah. yeah. I was about to to say that that definitely brings me back to like you know Home Alone. <laughs> was that the, that was a '90s movie, right? Like early '90s. It was like 1990. Yeah, right at '90. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that that definitely brought me to that too. <laughs> but yeah, I did enjoy it. But it definitely makes me go, man. I really like Vanheim Steamroller. <laughs> so, <laughs> that that was definitely. I know, like Trans was a Trans Siberian. Yeah, yeah. They, they came later, and then when I heard them for the first time, I'm like, you're just a Mannheim Steamroller knockoff. But uh, yeah, no, it it was good. It was good. Now I want to listen to the Home Alone one again. (laughs) Now that's in my head. (laughs) I have to go watch Home Alone now. Yeah, buddy. Right. So, okay. Well, uh, why don't you go and take us off there, Brandon? What's your What's your pick? All right. So my first pick, I I had a tough time trying to to narrow it down. and I decided I wanted to go with something fun. Um, there were a few songs that I thought about picking, but they were a little bit more melancholy. And uh, I'm like, I don't know if I could do two songs that are both in that vein. Um, so I went with one that I always thought had a killer beat and was funky. And the lyrics were great. And that is Backdoor Santa by Clarence Carter. Break a day. Look ahead. Um, I really, I can't remember the first time I ever heard the song. Um, I know it's been used several times in uh, many movies. Um, it's been covered and sampled before as well. Um, but I, I just, I just enjoy the beat. I enjoy his voice. Uh, I just, I like how funky it is. Um, it's it's just it's it's fun. It's not a traditional Christmas song by any means. Um, the the words are are definitely a little um, uh, a little nasty if you think about it. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, yeah, I just I, I've always enjoy enjoy the song. I like listening to it. I will listen to it many times throughout the holiday season. Um, it's on a compilation that I love listening to called Christmas Go Go. Um, anyway, yeah, I, it's a great song. Came out in 1968. Uh, it was originally a single. Um, and then it was put on a Christmas compilation called Christmas Soul. And then I think it was released on his album in 1969. Uh, Clarence Carter, he's been around a very long time. The, you know, a blues soul singer. Uh, songwriter, musician, producer. Um, this is definitely one of his biggest hits. Um, and you know, he's still going today. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's great artist, great voice. And, and that song is just killer. <laughs> so, 
I liked it. It, it. it reminds me very much of your choice tracks for, for breakups. <laughs> you know? Wow. It, 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 it's, it's another guy just, just doing what he can, you know, to, to help people. <laughs> you're like... So, but yeah, I was like, hey, are you trying to tell me something, Brandon, with, with your two picks? You know? <laughs> <laughs> didn't really didn't really think about it that way, but I guess. <laughs> you guess. <laughs> I think I think it's more just I, I really enjoy that sound quite a bit. Gotcha. No, the the sound is excellent for sure. So yeah, and and, and that song is very much like induendo led. Like you, you have to listen to it to hear the induendos, else you're just like, oh, it's a it's a cool hippie song about Santa and you're like, no, if you listen to it, you're like <laughs> You know, but yeah, it, I liked it a lot. It was good. Nice. So, but guys, what would you yeah. think, Dietrich? Yeah. What would you think, buddy? <laughs> uh, man, I love it. I'm, I'm always, you know, out of everybody who's got a dirty mind in some way, shape, form, or fashion, you know, I'm definitely going to love it. And you combine <laughs> that with Christmas, you know, we, we got nothing but repeat on this one. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all day long with it. What about you, Devin? Yeah, so I, 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 I'm not crazy. I was like, wow, this is a very provocative song for Christmas. But uh, yeah, no, man, that was like, he's getting down. He's like, I guess what, some of the lyrics were like, while, you, while the while the, the guys are away, the boys are away, like he's, you know, there to like do his thing. So, I don't know if it, like, does he, he's, like, he's not your, tra- I think he even mentions like he's not like a traditional Santa Claus or something like that. So like does he like yeah. does he still come down a chimney or is he just like knocking on the door? Is there an <laughs> app? Do you get in touch with this guy with an app and then he just shows up and then he's kind of like yeah he's like a gigolo for Christmas you know? <laughs> All I could think about was bad Santa. That's <laughs> that's the whole yeah, thing yeah. that ran through my that's mind was bad Santa. It's like yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's that's uh, a great movie. That's where that's where it took me too. Yeah, yeah, I think that was, I think this song was the emphasis of where that came from. <laughs> you know, I've never heard of this song either, and that was actually really that would that's what I thought was really cool about this. Like a lot of the Christmas music that I that I reach for is it's going to be traditional, family oriented, you know. And uh, no, this this was really cool. I mean, I like I like the funky the beat that it had. The lyrics definitely threw me off. <laughs> and I'm not crazy now because I was like, "Wow, am I am I misunderstanding like where they're trying to go with this?" <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah, man, that was a that was a good that was a good different pick. Um, that's not where I usually would go for Christmas music. But, uh, I try to keep it, you know, PG. <laughs> but yeah, I, I hear you. That's funny. That's fine. All right. So, uh, Damon, what was your uh, first song? Uh, yeah, so I, I have a lot of I have a lot of uh, Christmas songs that I love. Uh, this this pick is from a band. Um, they they were from 1978 to 1984, so uh, kind of a short lived band called the Waitresses um, and Christmas Rapping. Is probably, I mean, I think it's a pretty well known song. 
if you don't know what it is, then like check it out. It's probably in a movie you've seen, um, and a soundtrack or something. But, uh, I, I like it because it has like a little bit of an alternative beat to it. Um, and it's just, it's fun. You know, it's, it's kind of like a lot of the Christmas music that I like, it's either going to be a remake of an original song and it's done a little bit differently to kind of modernize it. I think a lot of Christmas music is very old school. Um, some, some of the lyrics might not really make sense because they made sense 50, 60 years ago, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, something like this is an original for the waitresses. Um, a lot of the music I hear for Christmas isn't an original, right? But, uh, yeah, no, I thought this was a good, fun one. 1981, the album came out, um, or this is on that album, which I don't know which album that was because I think they, they had two EPs and I'm not sure which one this was on, but, uh, you can hear it on a lot of different stuff. But, uh, yeah, this one came out in 90, 1981. So what y'all think? What do you think of the waitresses? I thought it was cool. Um, you know what I'm saying? I could definitely hear the Christmas vibe in it, but it was it was it was all pretty much rock. And I was like, yeah, this is something I could jam out to. I could I could play it at an ugly sweater party and everybody would be feeling it. And so I was like, yeah, it, it, right. it definitely worked out. So I'm we're good. Yeah, yeah, no, I can totally see it. It's like a party song for sure. Yeah, I've never heard of the waitresses, so that was like, okay, this right. is this yeah. is kind of awkward. So yeah, you definitely introduced me to that, so I'm, I'm cool with that. Thank you. Yeah, I like to do that. I mean, that's that's uh, no, that's 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 definitely fun to hear new stuff. But the waitresses, yeah, they're short-lived band. I I can't believe they 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 only lasted till 1984. But uh, yeah, I liked it a lot when you first had told me the the song and the artist for some reason i was thinking that you were and maybe there's not maybe i i have it confused but i thought you were talking about like a musical number because i think there's a like a broadway oh, okay. musical called the waitress and so for some reason i was like all right that's interesting he's making this song off a broadway tune but uh but yeah once once i played it it's totally iconic it's very um it it i guess i would call it a ballad it's like a christmas ballad because it has a story about the whole year prior to Christmas. So, um, and I enjoyed that part that, you know, I enjoyed my ballads. So <laughs> the story there. So, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I like that touch. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like that perspective on it. No, that's really cool. Yeah. And I, I remember here, I've, I've heard that song many times, uh, but when you told us that was one of your picks, I never actually knew the name of the song or the, the artist. Or right. maybe I knew at some point, but I completely forgot. So when it started playing, I'm like, oh, I remember this song. Um, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I've, I've always liked that one, but it's been a while since I've heard it. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I totally dug it. I don't, I'm not really familiar with that band. Um, I feel like I've heard the name, but I couldn't name a song by them other than this one now. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was it was a good choice. I mean, I I always I I like original Christmas songs and um and you know not always traditional. So whenever an artist comes up with something brand new, a new Christmas song, you know, definitely take notice, especially if it's a good one. Yeah, no, definitely. And you know, it's funny you say that. Like you don't know what else they did. They did have a couple of their hits, so that I know what boys like. I know what boys oh, okay. like. So that's, yeah. that's, wow. and they're, you know, 
six years, I mean, I think they had like eight members in the band, eight or nine members of the band. It's a post-punk band. It's about the time of the Go-Go's, the Bangles. You probably thought this was a Bangles song, right? <laughs> no. No. No, because uh, no. I actually thought it was pretty cool. So maybe more of a Go-Go song. And, you know, they... And, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you really feel, man. Uh, no, I don't dislike the Bangles, but the Go-Go's are cooler. <laughs> kind of agree. Uh, and so... Cole, Cole for all of you. <laughs> Back to the Bengals. I love them too. But, uh, no, like they, Go-Go's and the waitresses are, they definitely are a very similar group and it's about the same time and they're post-punk. So yeah, I love all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, what'd you think, Dietrich? Like as far as like, uh, comparing them, we talked a little bit about Go-Go's and Bengals and other bands, you know, at that time. I don't want to go back only, there. Did they only live six years because uh, they just couldn't they couldn't meet the demands of the record labels? I mean, I, I'm curious about that. I I couldn't tell you off top. I mean, the the 80s, 90s were especially um, a period where you know bands with what hits could last a lifetime just based off of that one song, like one hit wonders were like all around. So, you know, that I know what boys like, I know what girls like, like that, that was, well, I know what boys like, I know what they want. Yeah. I, I remember the song and like, that was the one that stuck out for me. But as far as them doing this song and as far as, you know, their actual storyline, I couldn't tell you if you changing that many members within a short time frame, though, it's destined to fail. Yeah. That's that's one of those garage bands that didn't think they were going to be nothing and and made a song that caught on and were kind of running that that course of it. And then everybody wanted to go and do their separate thing. That's what it sounds like. Um, like nobody ever expected it to get out of the actual bar scene or 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 stop doing bar mitzvahs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so exactly. when something blows up and nobody knows how to handle it or you don't have the right representation. Yeah, you're going to fail. But um, for the most part, like, dang, it, it would be cool if they actually like came back together and did like a reunion tour or something. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that would go. But as far as for Christmas goes, this particular one, I'm banging it. I've got no problem with it. I love it. Nice. Yeah. No, I think they had like six, five or six different labels, too. Uh, see. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I guess. uh a couple of hits, they really made made a lot of noise with those hits, but uh, nobody nobody remembers them until they heard our podcast. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Now they gotta go back and listen to both songs. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe maybe we'll revisit these guys. Please. Yeah. Leave. While you're at it, listen to the Go Go's. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm gonna move this along here. <laughs> what was your pick there, Dietrich? Hey. Um. So. Um, it's funny that Brandon brought up Clarence Carter because I, I knew about the backdoor setup before I, I knew exactly where that was coming from. And my pick actually was one of those samples that came off of that. Um, it came from an album, a very special Christmas. That was a, a compilation album that was released in 1987. And, uh, this is one of the main songs that, that featured off of that album. And the sample came from Backdoor Santa, the Clarence Carter sample. And it was by Run DMC of Christmas and Hollis. 
Oh, they didn't take it there. Um, <laughs> you know, they kept it. Uh, they kept it more so PG, and and you just basically talk about you know their times dealing with Christmas and what they were looking for, and and you know they got brand new chains and brand new Adidas and all this stuff out of it, and it's like, yeah, everything's cool. So I say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and all that jazz. Um, very very cheesed up version compared to Backdoor Santa. But nonetheless, the sample was there. They slowed it down. They kept it, they kept it nice and tempo-y. And, um, you know, as far as I can remember, you know, especially back then, that's always been like a Christmas song to be played either around the house or some party that we went to or family used to do, um, like family reunion breakfasts at Shoney's on that day. And, and we happened to know the owner of the, the restaurant. So he would shut down the restaurant for us on that day. And, they play that song in the background and hold on. So um, that was like one of my fondest memories uh, growing up. So that definitely had to be on my all time Christmas list. What do y'all guys think? It's, it's always been one of my favorites. Um, I, I can't remember if I, I heard it first on that album that you mentioned. Cause I remember my parents having that album mm-hmm. or if, uh, or if I remember it from die hard, cause it's used at the beginning of die hard when he shows up in LA and he's in a limo, and uh, what's his name? Argyle was that his yeah. name? He like he's playing. The driver. It and Bruce Willis says like, "Don't you have any Christmas music?" And he goes, "This is Christmas music." Um, and that was the song that was playing. Um, that is so good. Yeah, but no, I I love that film. If I if I don't get a, or the music, if I don't get around to listening to a lot of Christmas songs during the holiday season, that is one I have to play before before Christmas is over. Um, so, yeah, I, I love it. I love the beat. I mean, come on, it's, you know, sampling backdoor Santa. Uh, <laughs> but I've also, I'm a big fan of Run DMC. So, you know, the Run DMC and a Christmas song, you can't you can't go wrong. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, this has always been one of my favorites, and I, I, I cannot count how many times I've heard it, and I never get sick of it. That's what's so- sick. And so they sampled, if I remember, they sampled the horn section, right, from Backdoor Santa, because it's yes. the, the, the horns. So it, it, one thing I, I will say that is very interesting that is, and it's going to come up later on my next pick, but like Run DMC in that last couple of stanzas, like they actually met Santa, right? Because they're like, they met the guy, then he goes home and the gifts waiting home. And it's yeah. kind of like, it's interesting that they, they, do sampling of backdoor Santa, but then they kind of flip it where it's like they meet actual Santa and get a gift later on. And you're like, uh, where, where, is this like mirror perspective? Like, is this the kids on the, on the, on the point of view from backdoor Santa or is this like actual Santa? But, but I mean, nah, that's what this, makes it. Yeah. This is actual Santa. This is them cleaning <laughs> it up and just doing, using the sample and, and just trying to push out something, you know what I'm saying? Good and, and cool at the time for what it was. This, this, they didn't, they didn't actually give any thought into the, you know what I'm saying? The sample of where it came from. That was, that was Jam Master J. He okay, took that sample it. around with it, you know, produced it. And, and, you know, it wasn't until after they did the song where they actually found out where the sample came from. And, and <laughs> okay. what can't what happen of it. So, yeah. Okay. I, I was curious on that. So, all right. That's cool. So, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it for sure. A lot. Cool. Yeah, cool. No, that was great. It's like, a, it's like a song of, uh, it's 
a sign of morality. So they like, you know, they're just trying to show you that they they appreciate Santa Claus. They would never steal from Santa. And then even though they could, they could, but and then they get they get uh, you know they get rewarded for for being good good little boys on Christmas. Yeah, buddy. So plus, I love I love Friend DMC. It's awesome. So okay, I liked it. So um, before we we go to the, our next tracks, I'm just gonna uh, you know ad lib something here real quick if that's okay. So uh, so do you guys have a favorite Christmas special to watch? Like short, like Rudolph. Rudolph. That nah, okay. Mine is probably Peanuts or Garfield. <laughs> so mm, a Christmas story. A Christmas story. Okay. Yeah. Brent. Uh, yeah, that's true. I just listen to music. You just you don't watch anything, <laughs> but Die Hard <laughs> and Krampus. Krampus. Is this a, is this a music podcast or a special <laughs> podcast? It's a special podcast. I just, I just try, try to do some padding on there, but okay, uh, I'll, I'll I'll continue. I apologize, folks. <laughs> yeah, watch out, Tosh. You'll shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> Yeah, like the well, the music on Rudolph is like very traditional. That's probably like what brings me to that, you know. It's right. Like, yeah. Definitely not like the party side of Christmas, but is it like is is it a Frosty the Snowman that has like Burl Ives? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe Frost- he does stuff too. Well, but Burl Ives does both, doesn't he? Because isn't Burl yeah. Ives the Burl Ives is the snowman in Rudolph, and he does the narration for. Yeah, I think he does the narration for Frosty or one or the other. Burl Ives, did, Burl Ives made the Christmas money there. I, I just <laughs> He's the snowman in Frosty, and then he's the narrator for uh, Rudolph. Oh, okay. If you, can, if you can write a Christmas song and it becomes like tradition, becomes a hit, you're set. <laughs> right, exactly. So... Ben. Yeah, and that's like, that's mostly. I mean, there's there's lyrics, but there's a lot of instrumental to that too. And that's that's actually yeah, that's like that completely different side of Christmas songs, Christmas music. But I mean, that's that's where I go, man. That's where but Christmas brings me as a kid. That's all I you know, that's all I heard as a kid. They weren't gonna play Rum DMC or so that was pretty tame compared to Brit's pick. But uh, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna hear about Naughty Santa. <laughs> there, there's actually a, a pretty good book called Jingle Bell Pop, and it's about about writing like a Christmas song and uh, and how difficult it is and how difficult it is to uh, to make it a hit and how a lot of songwriters they they thrive or strive for for coming up with something like that. Um, it's pretty fascinating, actually. Anyway, yeah, yeah I can imagine that. I'm trying to the episode for you, Taj. Yeah, no, for sure. It, that sounds cool. All right. So, um, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and and start with my my second song. So when I was a kid, um, there uh, with again, this is back in the cassette tape era. My parents had bought Time Warner's Lifetime Classic Christmas uh, album. It was a four cassette, or was it four? It was a four or three cassette. Uh, thing that came out and it had like every possible Christmas song you could have. This song was on cassette number three and on side A. Okay. And the song that I picked was Scarlet Ribbons. Now I'm not a hundred percent sure that I got the right band. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, but the band that I picked was the Browns. Send dear God some 
scarlet ribbons. Scarlet ribbons. Now, um, when I did some research on this, there, you'll find the Browns version, and then there's Jim Brown and family version. So, but the one I remember the, the best is just the Browns, and it was released in 1959. Um, this song is one of those. It's it's a Christmas song. It's super sad. Um, if you were to draw a Venn diagram of country meets religion meets songs about Santa without saying the word Santa, you'll find this song straight smack in the middle. <laughs> and um, what what always strikes me is it's the it's an interesting story perspective of a father that is hearing his daughter, you know, asking for something for Christmas. The father goes out, can't find it anywhere in the store, and like. He knows she's going to wake up disappointed, goes checks on her in the morning, and then the ribbons, the scarlet ribbons that she was asking for were there on his bed. And he's like, I have no idea how they got there. And that's basically how the song ends. And it's just that interesting story perspective of like, you know, the, the country beat, kind of the religious because the, the, the child's praying for him. And then the father just going through other like turmoil and terror. They can't meet his child's wish <laughs> come morning time and yet somebody puts the ribbons there and he doesn't know how <laughs> so but yeah so that was scarlet ribbons that, that's why i picked it because it's it's that's what makes it unique for me so but yeah so that's a little creepy too because like who, <laughs> who dropped off these ribbons <laughs> right <laughs> the uh, backdoor santa i don't know yeah, santa when he was talking to mom <laughs> So, uh, say, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus and <laughs> kiss him in his private place. It's kind of it's wow. That's a different Christmas. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, what is that? Um, Christmas shoes. You know what I'm talking about? Where oh yeah, they're they're a deprived family. Like they just don't have what it takes to create Christmas, the commercial Christmas that everybody strives for. You know, like. I don't know. What what do we all live for? Christmas. Uh that's it. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, that's one of the one of the three things that everybody lives for is like you you gotta look forward to Christmas because you know you're gonna get something. You work all birthdays year. Birthdays and right. Yeah. yeah. Your birthday, Christmas, all that stuff. But wow. yeah. Some kind of reward for, for doing all the hard work that you do all year long, you know. But yeah, no, that's that is pretty sad. Um, I didn't know. So when I was listening to this, I was like, "Wow, is this actually a Christmas song?" And you, so you kind of like already touched on that, right? It right. doesn't really like it doesn't really have the word Christmas in it or Santa Claus. But yeah, it's about it's about Christmas, and it's about yeah a deprived family that doesn't really they don't have what they want. Right. So, but yeah. So I guess I can kind of relate to that, you know, a little bit when I was a kid. You know, I had we had struggled a little bit, but uh, um, nobody dropped ribbons off at my bed. Uh, <laughs> right. God. So I, I was just kind of, kind of like thrown off. Just like all this little girl wants is some scarlet ribbons. Like, damn, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> never, never mind the toys or or dolls or anything else that a normal kid would want. This kid just wants some ribbons to play with. Like, wow, <laughs> right. <laughs> That might go with the times, you know? Uh, yeah, it's like, wow. It's like one of those deep meanings that, like, you know, the littlest thing can make somebody happy. And then it puts everything back in perspective. 
I don't know why it's throwing me off like that. Like there's a commercial out now um, for Alexa of all things, or this um, couple were mad at like this prom or this ball back in 1950s or whatever, and they're dancing to the song. And then so they're showing them now in old age and they're dancing to the song, but the song goes off and then you can see the wife kind of like drift off into nowhere. And then the husband asked for Alexa to play the song again. And then she's right back at the moment. I'm like, damn, she's got dementia. And you know what I'm saying? And, and <laughs> the only way to re- reconnect with her is to play the song. And that's exactly how I felt with this song. It's like, <laughs> it makes you feel so bad that you're kind of happy that it's going on. But it's like, damn. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah. It must be something with the times. Like, when, when did this song come out, Tosh? 1959. So it, it's really really early 50s i think it was 59 so yeah uh, if it, yeah you throw a rock but, yeah. across the river and that's like that's like your playstation right there you know <laughs> so ribbons are like you know the new bicycle or skateboard right yeah so that's crazy. yeah that's easy birthdays ribbons you want ribbons there you go <laughs> you <All right>. <laughs> that's why i told my family all i want for christmas is eggnog i don't care <laughs> That's really easy. <laughs> Just give me the good stuff and we're good. Yeah. Yeah. What do you oh, think, Brandon? I was just going to say that when I heard it the first time, I didn't even, I didn't even think it was a Christmas song. Like <laughs> when I first heard it, I thought, does Taj know what a holiday or Christmas song is? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, like, I was like, Taj, do you have dementia? Okay. So, <laughs> like, it's Taj we're talking about. So yeah. And, uh, yeah. Like, like my 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 wife looked it up and she's like, oh, it's on a lot of like compilation Christmas songs. I'm like, I don't believe it. <laughs> like, okay, I, I haven't heard this song I think ever in my life it's on a lot of compilation. You know, uh, but yeah, the song's alright. It's it's definitely too. It's really really slow. Right. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean. I think this song's fine. Maybe I needed to give it another listen, and maybe I'll I'll hear what what you hear or what other people hear. I just I didn't put two and two together, so gotcha. Yeah. But I mean, the, the song the song's fine. I did see that there's a lot of uh, a lot of covers of that song. So and yeah, some big big names covering it too. So obviously they were aware of the song, and I never heard of it. So. <laughs> It's like one of those popular, like older songs that, like maybe bands felt like they had to cover it because it's like, all right, it's you know this this one's a gem. So the last two lyrics are, I, I guess it's like it's kind of touchy. I don't know. Scarlet ribbons. There's magic in the air. Scarlet, scarlet what, ribbons what, for what her the, hair. What the other thing that makes it, um, it, it kind of iconic is like because the last stanza and theirs is like, uh, he goes into the room and, and the line is like. And, and he looked upon her thing, and 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 in gay profusion, standing there were scar- scarlet ribbons. <laughs> and then he's like, "If I live to be a hundred, I'll never know where they came from." But it's like, it's like he just fit in gay profusion. You're like, where the heck did this like ten letter word, you know, <laughs> this big <laughs> word come into this song? You know, um, yeah. but yeah, it, it, but that's that's the other thing. Now, the, the one thing I will say is that. The song is so amb- ambiguous, like it doesn't nail down anything. Doesn't tell you how old the child is. Doesn't tell you old, how old the guy is. It, but it's one of those things. It's like you know, 
if the daughter is like 16, like he should be looking for somebody climbing out the window. That's all I'm saying. But, you know, we, we assume because of the innocence of the song and they don't say anything, you know, that's a little kid that's like, you know, five or six, you know. But, hey, all I'm gonna say is the mom did all the dirty work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's looking hammered by her uh, ribbons in her hair. It's like I'd be like, yeah. oh, the fuck came to my house and left ribbons in my kid's goddamn bedroom. <laughs> I'd be going straight to hell after. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would find that out. Like, where'd you get them from? I don't know. They were just there. No, who was here? Nobody was here. You're lying. Right. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of profusion going on in this room. I am not happy. Exactly. Why to be your next door neighbor and shit? <sighs> yeah, a little little American Beauty story for you. On right. So uh, we'll move on. Uh, what was what your second song there, Brandon? Um. So, like I said before, a lot of songs to pick from. Um, but the one that I ended up going with was actually from, uh, 1992 and I didn't realize it was originally for a movie until I started doing research and I don't remember the song from the film, but I haven't seen the movie in forever. Uh, and the song <laughs> was actually for a Home Alone movie. It was for Home Alone 2 came out again, like I said, in 1992 and that was All Alone on Christmas by Darlene Love and the E Street Band. So this was a song that was written by Steve Van Zant, who's from the E Street Band. He's a guitarist for, for E Street Band. E Street plays with Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Um, and so it was sung by Darlene Love, who she's been around for a very long time. Uh, she's a singer and an actress. Um, the films that you might remember her most from are the Lethal Weapon films. She was, uh, she was the wife of, uh, of Danny Glover. So, um, anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I love the song. I, I love the, the, uh, the instrumental. Um, I mean, E Street Band is a great band. And, um, oh, also the Miami Horns were on the recording as well. So it was E Street Band and Miami Horns. Um, I just, I feel like that song, it, it capsulates, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it captures, um, really like, I, I don't know. Every time I hear the song, it makes me feel of like, like it's a perfect song for like a city. Like you play it over like a city landscape and it really just, captures that feeling uh, and it's a great song to play over montages during christmas movies you know which i think has actually been done many times um but i really love darlene's voice i really love the uh, the instruments in the song uh, i think the lyrics are great um i feel like a broken record i just say the same things again and again but uh yeah it's 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 i don't know it's it's definitely a classic and and uh, another one that every time I hear, it, I'm like, oh man, I really, really like this song. And and uh, again, I had no idea it was from Home Alone too, but that's originally where it came from. Um, but I, it doesn't feel like it's a Home Alone song. It, um, anyway, yeah, that, that's my choice. Okay. Cool. So, it, and for for those of you that don't remember Home Alone too, that's the one that takes place in New York, where 
the the robbers try and chase him down and kill him in the hotel. But he runs away, and it's the a pigeon lady that they probably play that over, but I don't know. But who knows? But okay, I've got some movies to watch. That's for yeah. sure. And I <laughs> but, have yeah, seen no, it, but man, woo! I gotta it, I gotta but, check that out again. Yeah, but that song, I. I I recognize that song, but not, I, again, I didn't link it to the movie either, but yeah, I did enjoy that song. It, anything that talks about like, you know, Hey, everybody else is happy, but what about all the lonely people type of song, you know, songs that make you think and, and consider about other people it is on point. So it, it, I, I enjoyed that song for sure. So, yeah, I'm all about it. Um, any kind of, any kind of self-conscious song. That, that, that really puts you back in the meaning of, you know, what the holidays are supposed to be about and, and how we're supposed to treat each other. And especially if it's something that, you know, everybody could be out here celebrating Christmas, buying gifts and the whole nine, but what's the true meaning of it? You know what I'm saying? How does it really touch you? How does it really touch the next person? How, how can you sit up here and be all happy and cheery if somebody else is going through a bad time? Like, wouldn't that be the time to try to help them up, pick them up? And make them feel good in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So I'm all about that. So yeah, it definitely was a good pick. And it's just for being an E Street band. Come on, man. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Who's gonna argue with that? So yeah, that that was definitely a great pick, man. Yeah, there's so much about this that's awesome. I mean, I I uh it, it when I was listening to the song at first, I was like, I, okay, I hear some horns. This sounds like Bruce Springsteen. Like this sounds a lot like the E Street band. I didn't even put two or two together. I didn't, I didn't see that until you just said that now, which is, that's pretty cool. Um, and I didn't realize that she was the, she played the wife of, um, uh, what's his name in Lethal Weapon. So yeah, that's awesome. Mur- Murtaugh. Thank Mur- oh, Murtaugh. Is he getting too old for this shit? Well, uh, yeah. Nobody's too old for this too shit. Too old for this shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I and I could I, I could see her face on the on this clip because I looked up the song a little bit for some details, but yeah, I can see it. Okay, I, that's the wife. That's Murtaugh's wife. Uh, that makes it even better. Now it's going to be one of my favorite Christmas songs. I'm going to have to watch. Okay, Home Alone, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. Okay, the list goes on. I mean, Lethal Weapon One is a Christmas movie, so it yes, is. it is. It is. They're in a. I, I, I remember the scene where they're in the Christmas tree farm too, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely counts. Die, die Hard being a Christmas movie, no, no one ever brings up Lethal Weapon. It's probably because it's so of good. too many other crazy parts. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's uh, some craziness going on there. I think. Yeah. No. This is like this song is. It's. It, it really has a good like message. Nobody it, should be alone on Christmas. I mean, that's like. Um, it is pretty sad too, because I know a lot of people do go through that. Yeah. I don't know. Christmas time is awesome. It's also a time for people to feel sad, which is yeah. unfortunate, but it, it brings people there, you know? But yeah, this, no, this song definitely touches on that. That's awesome. Really cool. Very cool. All right. So what did, uh, what did you have, Damon? Uh, so, um, this is, this is a cover and I like to, I tend to go to like a lot of stuff that I've seen live. Um, so, uh, yeah, I tend to, I tend to try to do that anyway. And this is, um, baby, it's cold outside is a remake, right? And then right. the song is done by Sheen Him. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. The 
evening has been. Uh, Zoe Deschanel is an actress, and I think she's really cool. She was in Elf, actually, um, mm-hmm. before she was a real, real big musician, or before she came out with her Christmas albums. Um, but uh, a very Sheen Him Christmas is uh, where the, where you'll find this song. And I like it because Baby It's Cold Outside is kind of a controversial song, right? So I think uh, everybody knows the song. Like, And if you don't know it, look it up, and then you'll say, oh, I know that song. Um, if you don't listen to the lyrics, you don't really know exactly what they're talking about, but it's kind of like a chauvinistic sort of, uh, I don't know, I guess it had some kind of rapey vibes to it. Yes, I'm not really very, sure. I, it, was hard to, it was hard to get that from it because I was like, oh, it's such a sweet song. It's Christmas. And like, it just sounds like a really cool, like really cool melody. But um, they did a twist on it. They flipped the genders. So they kind of made it like a little less scary, I guess. But they also... We're saying, yeah, we like the song, but we're going to change it up a little bit because we understand that, you know, things are woke, right? right? We we understand how things are today. And, you know, yeah, that might not what? have been exactly right what they're saying. But, yeah, it's a great song. And I like I like what? their rendition of it. I saw them live when they did that album, too. They did the whole thing. It was cool. Yeah. Well, and the other thing they, th- they kind of did to fix the song was they cut out the whole second stanza. So right, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, there were like things they did to like they still, um, they still kept like you know the melody and a lot of the lyrics, but yeah, they cut out the stuff, the bullshit. They cut the bullshit out. <laughs> and Zoe so, like awesome too. So you know that's yeah, it's definitely definitely one of my favorite go-to albums. So if you don't know what to listen to for Christmas, folks, she and him a very she and him Christmas. And I think they have Christmas Party is another one, but uh, kind of like a cool take on, you know, some oldies, but goodies. So, yeah, I liked it. it I didn't realize it, I knew the band She and Him, but I didn't realize till I saw the album cover that it's because uh, we've been catching up on New Girl and, and mm-hmm. she plays uh, Jess and New Girl. And you're like, because yes. ex- especially all the musical stuff she does in that one. And you're like, oh, okay, I know exactly who this is. And then you can totally get her personality type and she and him in that cover. So it's like, okay. so Yeah, yeah. They did, oh, the, um, they, they did a couple things in Austin. But I saw them during South by a smaller show. Um, and they weren't doing the Christmas album. But they, they, uh, they did a Christmas... Uh, tour i guess so around christmas time when i when i went to see him it was great to hear all the christmas songs and really got us in the mood for the holidays you know but yeah she's a great actress too but elf if you haven't seen elf see elf (laughs) okay (laughs) okay buddy i'll see elf (laughs) you better (laughs) 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 will ferrell's uh in that too <laughs> uh, what do you think, Brandon? Oh, uh, it was it was fine. It was good. I I mean, it was all right. I yeah, I've heard this song <laughs> so many times. So you know, I know it was like a a very a, a variation on it. Um, I, yeah, it was all right. Like I'm I'm not I don't dislike she and him, but I don't really have an opinion, honestly, one way or the other about about the the group. Um, I do think she's a good actress, but I haven't really listened to too much of their their music. Um, it definitely always seems like it's really quirky, and uh, that could be wrong. 
I, I, I have no idea. I just, I think I have to be in the mood to, to seek, listen to them and I just haven't done it. Um, but yeah, it, it's fine. The cover, I mean, the, the cover's fine. I don't mind the original either. So, you know, like I understand how problematic it is, but I still enjoy the original song. So, gotcha. Yeah. Um, um, I like the cover. I thought it was definitely, um, a cool rendition of it. Um, you know, definitely had, had a little more hipster view to it. So I, I was definitely feeling that. Um, you know, I've always been a big fan of Zoe and, and anything that she did. So, um, she's kind of got that girl next door quirky vibe to her. So I, I automatically assumed that she and him, um, were, were going to, to come out like that. And it actually did, but it did in a good way. So, you know, it definitely felt right. Um, it's, it's one of those vibes that you got to be in the mood for because I, I definitely can see the comparisons between that and the original and, and how the original has such a, a, a good feel to it. Despite everything that's going on in the song and how right. the original has such a good feel to it. But this one does tap into that, that nice vibe where you can get along with it. You know what I'm saying? And definitely bob your head too. So. You know, anytime I can bob my head to something, it's a it's a good fix for me. So I'm good. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So M Ward is the he's the other artist in the band or a duo. He plays yeah. guitar. He's he's excellent too. I, actually, I think I might have even seen I've seen him do solo stuff too. Um, but uh, yeah, they both have excellent singing voices, and uh, I guess I could see where you come from, Brandon. Like maybe they're like because she's kind of like a comedic actor actress, you know. Maybe that's where the quirkiness kind of comes in with her music too. But, um, yeah, it's, I think it's like she, she'll take something and make it family oriented, but fun, you know, and somehow yeah. still really cool. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. She's definitely got her own vibe in what she does and how she does things. So, you know, I can, I can definitely get with that. So, okay. Well, I put her in the same category as like Lisa Loeb, you know, artist. There you go. Bam. And I don't know if they, st- she's, she comes later than Lisa Loeb, but, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in later episodes, folks. <laughs> you did hit the nail on the head right there, though. Yes. She's got a Lisa Loeb vibe. It's just, it's so quirky and, and homely and you love it, even though she might be like the freakiest chick in the world or nasty <laughs> or might cut somebody out. You just can't believe it because of how, how nice she is and how she comes across. So yeah, I can, right. I can totally see that. She might cut you, but she's a mom. So <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. She's going to bandage you up. It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I'll go ahead and bring up the rear. Um, So this one came out on an album. It was called, uh, I think it was uh, My Renditions or My Interpretations. Um, Let me think about it for a second. Oh, no, no, no. It was my, my bad. It was their own album. It was Christmas Interpretations. Um, this was their, their way of coming out with a Christmas album without just sounding like everybody else and having their own Christmas album. That's, that's what they wanted to do. So this boy band, quote unquote, boy group, um, came out with this one song and put a little, like, like a little groove to it and almost, almost made it like a sex song, but it wasn't (laughs) supposed to be a sex song, but it was like the closest thing they could think of to make it like a clean song for Christmas when you wanted to get in the mood. So 
Um, Boys the Men came out with their rendition of Let It Snow. Um, it's um, you know, timely tradition or tradition. Uh, they also brought in vocals from Brian McKnight, who was another R&B crooner at the time. Um, and so they kind of joined forces and came up and sang this song and made it sound like, you know, something you want to sit by the fireplace and snuggle up with your loved one and and, and kind of do the things that people do when they're in the house. Netflix <laughs> chill before Netflix <laughs> chill. So... <laughs> All, all in the name of Christmas. So, right. um, yeah, this was a nice little jingle came out. And the reason I remember it is because it came out my freshman year of high school. And so I was just, um, I was just like, yeah, this is, this is going to work. I can, I can actually try to get somebody to come over and let me just put the song on and we can be like jamming out. And yeah. And then I remembered I'm in my parents' house. None of that shit's going to happen. So, um, <laughs> Kind of probably back to a dose of reality, but you know, still it was in a Christmas vibe and all nine. So it is what it is. Tell me what y'all think. No, it, I enjoyed it. I mean, I mean, the the original version is very much like. I mean, it has that induendo. The original version, this just like slowed it down and brought it forefront because, like, because that the original version is all about, hey, just let's know we're going to stay inside where it's nice and warm. And this is like, all right, we're going to bring it down low and chill it out. And it's like, their, their harmonies, boys to men, it's like bar to none. Like, and you, the, the moment you said boys to men and let's know, and you knew you were going to get some really good harmonies. And yeah, it was, it was awesome. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I, I remember, I think I bought that album when it came out because I was a boys to men fan, uh, especially like the first couple albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really did like that, that Christmas album. I hadn't heard that song in a while. Um, but I did enjoy it. I, I still enjoy, like Todd was just saying, their harmonies. Um, they just have really good voices. And, and, um, the only, only takeaway I will say from listening to it again, they say let it snow a lot. A lot, <laughs> yeah, so many times. Like, is the song over? No, it's still snowing. Let it snow. It just kept going and going at the end. So, but uh, but uh, not to take away from the song, I still thought the song was good. But I'm just like, man, that's a lot of snowing. So, uh, in the last chorus, there's six six let it snows. Yeah, exactly. so <laughs> I'm like, was the original like this? I don't remember it being. Yeah. Like it's like, not like this. No, it's like, how many times can we harmonize? Let us know. Let's figure it out. Uh, also, also, God must have sent you down from heaven. Let us know. That's a weird And you know, that ain't just about Christmas. So, yeah. Right. At some point, I was thinking, like, let us know. What are they really trying to say? <laughs> it does capture that, like, youth, the, the youth Christmas for me, like my teenage years. Christmas changed, like, every 10 years. It's yeah. always changing. But that was, like, the, uh, oh, girls. Okay. Christmas? Yeah, I guess it's cool. The Christmas, <laughs> so Christmas was happening. I didn't really care about that anymore. There were different presents, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is a yeah. different presents, different bows to unwrap, different uh, <laughs> different process. 
You can combine you can mother. combine the songs like baby it's cold outside. The boys and men are letting it snow. <laughs> yeah. They really do. They're trying to somehow they're trying, right away. <laughs> I know what it is. No. They're trying to make it snow so bad that nobody could uh, get to him, you know, he's you know, he just wants to be locked up with this girl. <laughs> we'll write the ultimate Christmas song combining everything that we just did here. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> that that would actually work. <laughs> it would be crazy as hell, but it could actually work. Right. <laughs> That's interesting. So look out for this uh this new song by <laughs> group you've never heard of. <laughs> right. <laughs> They call, they call themselves Choice Tracks, and uh, yeah. <laughs> it's we'll call it a Christmas Choice Tracks remix. All right. <laughs> okay, it's done. Kind, it's kind of like the, that Grease remix, you know, where they combine <laughs> all these different songs. We'll oh yeah, Backdoor Santa said, "Let us know because it's cold outside," and oh, and grab the scarlet ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good combo there. I can see it. <laughs> right? <laughs> it might be like a horror, a horror themed song. You uh, might see it in a horror movie. All right. That'll work. That will work. Yeah, there. So, I don't know. If it'll work, but uh, sure. All right. Anything else you guys want to bring up before we wrap it up? Just uh, don't forget your homework for next episode. Oh, oh yeah. We haven't. Did you already say the homework for next episode? We did, but just a reminder. It but it's Christmas vacation! Nick Cave <laughs> and the Bad Seeds, Abattoir, Blues, and the Liar of Orpheus. Okay. All right. Well, until next time, folks, this has been Choice Tracks. You can find this on our website of uh, choicetracks.com, uh, on Gmail at choicetracks at uh, Gmail. Uh, and also on social media please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes and let's go ahead and sign out this has been Taj I'm Brandon I'm Damon and I'm Dietrich (laughs) alright let's take that record off and you guys keep spinning those choice tracks oh ho ho Merry Christmas (laughs) 